Welcome back to the Thriving Lawyers Podcast. In this week's episode, join Chris Osborne for part two of a lively and inspiring interview with Winter Wheeler, a winning litigator from Atlanta who picked a paralyzing pandemic period to pivot her practice to all mediation and strike out on her own. And there's ways to express a concern without making you feel like crap for even having an ambition and trying. Correct. Don't right. have to like squish you to say, you know, we're a little worried about your caseload or your hours or something. Can we talk about this so we have a realistic conversation? There's ways to do that and at least leave you feeling some dignity and support right. for having and, an ambition. Right. Know? And so luckily I am who I am. Um, it did not deter me. It in fact did the opposite. I, I was can like, only I- imagine. Yes, you can only imagine. I went. Tell me, um, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, finished that conversation. I was very polite to her. Um, got up. I left. I went to my desk. I typed up my resignation letter. Right then. Wow. Right then, I called my husband and I said, "I'm done. I am oh. done here." And he said, "Oh, thank God! It's finally, <laughs> finally, it's time." And what was he referring to? Like, what what had he noticed or experienced that was glaring that there was this disconnect? He knew it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Okay. He knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mediation is something that is so natural for me. It's almost hard to explain it or describe it. It's um, It's just like this innate talent that I have. I mean, people are born with all kinds of things and I have a talent for um, having really difficult conversations with people and and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like I could say anything, anything can come out of my mouth and I do not flinch. (laughs) Right. Well, and you've also got what I've, what I've, I've done, one of my trainings that I've done several times is adopting a mediation mindset. And, And I put on this program because as I was starting to do some mediations, I recognized that not a lot of lawyers come into mediation with the mediation mindset, i.e. expecting it to be productive or meaningful or anything. They're like, I got to be here, check this box. They've told the client, they make us do this. It's worthless. The other side's a loser. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to pay all this stuff. Um, and, and, and it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, you get some of those folks. Yes. And I remember in my mediation training, when I first got that training, I remember realizing that I had train wrecked or at least or at least complicated every mediation I had done as an advocate because <laughs> I didn't have that mindset because I yeah. was so, I'm going to show them how strong I am and we're going to pound them and all this. And I was you know, pissed off for you know 30 minutes from which they had to come down, be able to have the kind of conversation we're going to have that day. And when yeah. that light bulb went off for me, I was like, oh, and then it took about four or five. Well, it actually took for me, it took leaving law practice altogether to teach law school. And then kind of coming back to it and going, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up as a lawyer now? <laughs> um, and going, my personality actually is so much more like yours, wired towards how can I help us hear each other? And, and how can we navigate things that are hard? And I used to be that guy. I used to be like, sure, I'll argue with you. Sure, I'll respond to your 20 defenses with my 20 paragraphs and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, that was and me really, too. <laughs> but I realized as I've embraced mediation and then collaborative, civil collaborative and collaborative family practice, this is the place I long, I, I love to be. And I'm actually, I've got this visceral antagonism towards litigation now. I'm like, come on. <laughs> it just, and it's a mindset thing. It's like, this is so not productive 
I know you have to do it sometimes and I don't want to, I'm not, you know, all you thriving lawyer listeners who are litigators out there. I love y'all. I'm glad y'all are doing what you do. I just had to acknowledge finally, I don't fit there anymore. It's not because I can't do it. I can still do it fine. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I think I've got better skills. Like you're saying, I, I'm better deployed in this space. As an absolutely. Instance. Absolutely. And, um, you know, my husband knew that too. He, yeah. I mean, we've been married for a long time. He, he, he definitely was, he's funny though. So once I, I left the law firm, I said that I retired. I always tell people I've retired. <laughs> Because everybody wants a mediator who's retired, right? I'm like, right. Well, I don't litigate, so I'm retired. Um, had, you, like, you still had, had, you, had, had you taken certification training or anything at that point? No. 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 I, still... I mean, I quit. Listen, when I tell you I, I'm like a jumper, I quit my job. Wow. Um, I gave, it wasn't even two weeks notice. I think this this conversation happened on a Tuesday, and I was like, that's good enough. Okay. We're gonna go out to this this whatever Friday it was. I think it was a payday, so it made sense. Um, okay. And how much how much time passed between the the John Miles conversation and the Nudie Partner conversation? Was that like real together, or did any time between? Those? I mean, it was probably a month. Okay. Maybe less. So still, still all fresh. You're just not Very like you have fresh. this waiting caseload. You're like, I got to get out of here. I now know what I want, and I've I've done my time enough. In the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, we need to tell you like John Miles and, and I, I don't want to like talk about him a ton, but <laughs> when I tell you this man, he, he, I mean, vision beyond vision, he is amazing. And he, he saw all of this in me already. Yeah, and, that, but that's huge to have somebody yeah. see that and, mm -hmm. and see how it resonates with you and see that, yeah, you've got the skills for this. You just need to meet the right people the right opportunities and they're in a position to help you that exactly yeah. exactly what a gift exactly um and so and, and of, of course that was helping with the confidence level when i when i had that conversation with the partner yeah. and i was just like listen i the master at this <laughs> has, has said, he I has, think you might have it. You can do this. Yeah. Right. He was like, thank he, goodness he, you had that voice. Thank yes. goodness you had that belief. I mean, another takeaway for our listeners is the power of somebody just believing in you. Um, sometimes it's as formal as a mentorship or a sponsorship kind of role. It can't be underestimated. Um, I, Very real true. quick story. I went, um, I worked uh, in a small insurance defense firm. I got an opportunity to clerk for a federal judge, a federal magistrate judge at an odd time. It worked perfectly for me. It was great timing. And then I did that for a couple of years and realized, okay, I want to get back to practice. And I went to a very small law firm and it was not a fit. And I did not realize it. I was sort of frog in a boiling pot of water. There were some disconnects there that I couldn't put my name on. It's not like anybody screamed at me and beat me when I came in the door. It wasn't anything bad like that, but it was... It was just not supportive and it was kind of deflating in a way I didn't even know. And yeah. so they eventually let me go. And my response at first mm -hmm. was like, excuse me, do you, have you seen my pedigree? Do you know where I went to law school and what I'm doing? And you're letting me go? What? The, you know, I was not <laughs> right. happy. And I was also like, this is bizarro world. This is not something I'm prepared for. I felt shame, all this stuff. I ended up landing at a different law firm, um, one that I had actually interviewed for at the same time. 
uh, as I had interviewed this small firm, but I, I thought the smaller firm would be a little bit better you know, path to partnership. And But I really liked the people in the medium-sized law firm. Well, they gave me a job. And anyway, I went to work for a, a mentor, a great lawyer named McNeil, but his it was like I went to work for the exact doppelganger who I had been working for, <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. who was critical and negative and looking for the flaw and the mistake most of the time. It's a good legal skill, but it's not a great management skill. <laughs> right. And I went to work for this guy who would say, I'd come, he'd say, I was thinking about you this weekend when I was mowing my lawn, and I'm so glad you're here. And I'm, like, I'm like, really? You're <laughs> like, wait a minute. Did you just say that? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 28. You know, I'm like, I, I can, maybe I'm 30. I'm 30 by that point. I'm like, I can do this? Because I was starting to think I couldn't because everything was just, you know, critical. Right. Um, and, and, but so the value of somebody, and you, you, you can do this. Do some shaping. I'll shape you or I'll give you what you need. It cannot be underestimated. It makes the entire difference. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was it was like his, not even like it was his stamp of approval. Yeah, and it gave you something you it gave you ability to believe, so that when somebody else comes, no, along, no, 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 I I knew. You knew. You knew. Already. I knew. Okay. I but knew. Then you had the con- confirmation. Got it. I had the confirmation that he was going to be behind me. Yes, that's it. That that's was it. what I needed. Yes. I was so used to having the negativity that when he was positive and he saw me, yeah, I gravitated. Okay, I see um, toward it. Right. So take us then through because you said at one point it was also a difficult decision. It, it was. was, and and then and then and this is November of nineteen. Mm-hmm. Then you know you're about to emerge on the scene as a mediator, and um, the daggum pandemic hits and the world shuts down. How did that feel? That, <laughs> that, is, that is when I fell apart. Um, <laughs> there were so many things going on. My husband is a professional uh, musician. He's oh, wow. with um, he's with a, a popular local band. They actually play all over the country. But that, of course, requires him to be out of our house and in public. Yeah. So he suddenly went from being booked three, four days a week Oh, to no. zero. Oh my gosh, because um, there's no live events at all. No live events. Oh. And so when we were making the decisions about what I was going to do, I was giving up my very large income. Um, we were just going to rely on him. Oh no. Um, you know, thank what you know, and, and, and exactly. So thank God. I mean, he's he's very successful. He has actually he's still been able to work. Clearly, not nearly as much. Sure. Um, but that was very helpful while I was having my breakdown. <laughs> What's the name of the band real quick? You got to put a plug in for the band. Who are they? And, and they they are called, yeah, they are called Electric Avenue. They are an 80s cover band. Oh, They're amazing. They are um, the best 80s cover band in, yeah. at least in the Southeast. They play all over the country. I mean. I love it. Named after the, uh, the, the Eddie, was it Eddie Grant song? I We've think gone so. Rock I don't really remember the 80s. Electric Avenue. <laughs> And then we'll take it higher. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're a good singer. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> better than me, I'll tell oh. you. Um, oh, wow. So, so, but he shut down, essentially. And, yeah. and you all are now like, whoa. Okay. You know, we are we are very blessed. So it was more of a cash flow issue than sure. any real kind of worry. I, okay. You know, I, I don't. At no point was I ever really afraid. 
Right. I, like I like you're, you're going to miss a mortgage payment or meal or anything like that. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're comfortable. Yeah. But, but, but you had to have made, I would imagine, decisions along the way that helped you save for you know a rainy day or, or make you have some cushion or something. Because a yeah. lot of us, if we're living too close to margin, two things like that happen. And it's like, Oh, no. Right. So, right. so that's a, a good plug right. for, you know, thoughtful planning. Yes. Yes. You know? Be thoughtful, you know, and, and because I know myself and my incessant <laughs> need to continue moving and making yes. what seems like um, rash decisions, I'm always very prepared. Yeah. <laughs> just it, just in case this one doesn't work this time, I'm I'm ready for it. Um, so so we were fine. I don't want to um, I don't want to overemphasize what happened to us because a lot of people really suffered. Right, right. I get. Um, it. Yeah. So it's out, okay of, to own out that of respect it was, for them, um, and it's okay to own that it was destabilizing. It was like it you was. Know, the it was crazy. Running, like wait a yeah. minute, what does the future look like? And you got little mouse defeat. It's not just you and him. It's like you know. Right, right. You know, three kids in private school. You know, I mean, it was it was crazy, and and trying to keep their lives as. It, which was almost impossible or not almost it was impossible but trying to keep their lives as stable as possible yeah um you know they're suddenly they're home they're learning with me i'm a terrible yes. teacher um <laughs> so things were just crazy and so we wanted everything around them to seem completely normal like nothing had changed there were no gaps in anything there were no hiccups everybody still got to do everything they were always doing yeah. um that was really important to us. I mean, our, sure. we are obsessed with our children. I know everybody is, but um, obsessed with our kids. But it was super important. Oh, yeah. Um, and you're, it, nav you're navigating through a, glo a global crisis. It's not yeah. just like, oh, there's been some challenges in the world. It's literally <laughs> everything that they know and are familiar with has been kind of yanked away or twisted exactly. or changed. No exactly. matter, you know, whether you have resources or not, still for them, for a child's mindset, it's like, you know, people are talking about death. People are talking about disease. People are talking about we can't go outside at all. Right. I mean, right. That is scary stuff. So yeah. I love and they how you no... are engaging. You're trying to guide them through this mm -hmm. and even figure out what's appropriate at what stage to tell them. I mean, it's uh, my wife yeah. is an yeah. adolescent and child counselor. So oh, she okay. works in that and is out into that. There's so many people that are trying to help their kids, you know, recover from this and adjust to you know, a, a new normal, a new you know way of life. So mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I very quickly realized I need to have my own breakdown. I knew I did need to have it, yeah. um, but I got up pretty quickly. I gave yeah. myself a couple of weeks and I was like, you just have to figure it out. Um, I've always been resourceful. I've always figured things out. And this was just another thing I had to figure out. And um, I just went as hard as I possibly could. Um, I had to immediately reconsider absolutely every item on my business plan, every plan of attack that I had. It, right. Everything, everything was different. Right. Um, and I thankfully have some kind of weird natural marketing ability. <laughs> uh, thank God. Um, and I was able to pull it off. So when I, I mean, the pandemic, and I hate saying this too, but the pandemic was amazing for me. 
It was right. an and, and talk about time. a little bit about the, the book that you were involved with, the networked book and the and the, the powerful uh, – it was ladies from lots of different perspective, uh, uh, professions, right? It wasn't just yes. lawyers. but who No, it was, it was – it's it was, all it was lawyers. All people in the law. It's, okay. Yes, it's okay. 20, 20 women lawyers. Okay. Um, there are um, up to 50 of us in this um, networking group at any given point. There's a different number of women in it. Yeah. And um, 20 of us decided to write a book. So it's an anthology. Each one of us wrote a chapter and it's about what we did during the pandemic to continue business growth. Um, and so it kind of covers that period from March 2020 through um, maybe August, September. Okay. So it's a, it's a relatively brief time period, but so much happened. Right. And y'all got um, it written fairly fast. I mean, it we was did. You know, published and we out did. there and, 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 and kind of, you know, then you're all out there networking and promoting together, yes. which is also that you're, you're, what I love is you're, you're demonstrating the principles as you, as you do it. It's like do Absolutely. as we, as we do, not just as we wrote about theoretically. So what was your focus from your chapter? What was your kind of main takeaway that you tried to leave people with about your piece of the journey? Ultimately, what I try to impart upon everyone is to believe in yourself, okay. to have internal fortitude. Yeah. Don't look outside of yourself. You know, in my, and it's funny when I go back and I read it, um, how, how different my life was at the time that I wrote it sure. from November, but now how different my life is from when I wrote it. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Um, that trajectory has just continued. And I met these women who were doing just amazing things, working hard, giving me new ideas, believing in me, supporting me, um, just providing me with feedback, any advice that I needed. And it, I mean, invaluable. Invaluable. Basically, you had this community of it sounds like, tell me if I'm getting it right, but like trust and commitment mm -hmm. to sort of, we got each other, whatever comes exactly. out there. And you're from all different law firms, right? This is- We're from across the country. From, from across, across the country. The country. You're connected because you have this purpose. And, and what I love is this commitment to, you know, to, to lift each other up, to give feedback, which means sometimes there were some, you know, honest conversations like, you don't just say, yeah, it looks great. Oh my God, that's terrible. You know, you want, you want real. Oh, feedback. we were it's having like, hey, very honest conversations. <laughs> yeah, it got, it, it got a little messy sometimes, but yes, the, the whole point was we were going to support each other no matter what, yes. no matter what. Um, wow. And that, that is why it worked. That is why it worked. And so, um, you know, I had enough people try to tell me no try to break me down yeah and i can imagine what that feels like if you don't have the type of odd fortitude that i naturally have right no right. one can tell me no right. i know who i am if there's you know any sense of doubt in you when someone says something completely horrible and nasty um you're like oh it's it'll, not it'll just sting. me yeah. that feels like that. You know, I I really am struggling or, or whatever. Yeah. So I have conversations with people all the time who are like, um, I'm so excited to talk to you. You seem to be doing really well. You're such a great mediator. You're such this, you're such that. How did you do that? I wanted to do it. I did yeah. it. 
nothing was going to tell me I couldn't. And, you know, and, and, and kind of like what you mentioned earlier, I do tell um, students or people who are just starting out, you do have to put some effort into this before you can be very successful. And pay that, your dues I mean, and learn yes, the craft. That's the yes, other aspect that's of just learning the craft fact. that you can only do. Because it's a little different, even though if you've been through mediations as an advocate and done a great job, when you are the person in the oh, neutral it's completely chair, different. And then you get this curveball in one room. Uh, my, one of my most recent mediations, I sized it up fairly quickly. Pro se person, HOA versus pro se person. HOA's got counsel. Same person is emailing and calling me ahead of time and asking weird questions. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. This is going to go. <laughs> I get in there and the pro se person brings her dad, who is this kind of helpful, calming force to her because mm-hmm. she's, she's about to go off the rails multiple times. And he's like, now, now calm down. He had this lovely British accent that helped too. Like, oh, calm down. So and so, what her name was. Meanwhile, I got her to agree to like, I won't do what they don't want me to do and kind of to cave. And the guy in the other room for the HOA ends up being difficult one. He's like, well, I want my attorney's fees. I'm like, sir, sir, sir she's, she's, she's not going to do anything else. Sad. She stopped. <laughs> no, just let it go. He's like, no. And he nearly blew the thing up. And I'm going, well, I did not expect that. <laughs> and his lawyer's going, you know, <laughs> it's his call because it is. And he's trying yeah. to tell him. And I'm saying, have you thought about this and this? And, and the lawyer's like, yeah. I've told him, I've told him, you know, and so I'm singing <laughs> with the same sheet of music. So winning the lawyers and he nearly torpedoed it. And I was going in the other end to say, we're done. It's an impasse because he wants money. Something finally clicked, something finally, I don't know what it was. I can't even point to anything I said or did <laughs> other than I built report the whole report the whole time. And said, anyway, you get curveballs like that. You yeah. think, you know, you, you, only, and you only learn by you know, building them, doing them, you know, and, and, and dropping yeah. the balls on bounce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm very, I uh, listen, I'm a very honest, blunt person. So yeah. when I'm trying to give someone who has asked, because I don't just <laughs> offer unsolicited advice, yeah. somebody has asked, okay. right. um, I just try to be positive with them. You, know, you can yeah. do anything that you set your mind to. It may take you longer, it may be harder, it may be whatever, uh, but you can do it. Don't listen to anyone who, like, people don't know you. People are, and and not even, they're not necessarily trying to be nasty. People can only give you what they have. So if they view themselves through that particular prism or they don't feel that confident about themselves or they they struggle with what they think they are able to do, they can't give you more confidence than they have within themselves. So, um you know, I, it just drives me crazy when when I hear these these young people say, "Oh, but so and so told me that I'd never be able to do this." Well, forget them. Don't talk to sure. them again. <laughs> right. Well, we have a phrase we use sometimes in our workshops. It's you know we're often you know comparing and judging other people, but it's not usually a fair comparison. Absolutely. And and, and, and you know, a, a mantra that I think uh, Michael introduced me to it says, you know, don't compare. 90% or the 100% really, maybe let's say you don't know everything about yourself, but 90% of yourself, you know, against the 5%, if that, that you know of somebody else's life, Absolutely. especially if it's curated and put out there, look how great I am, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't trust that anyway. But would you say, have, is there any place that you would um, attribute for giving you that, that sort of commitment, that self-knowledge and ability to be resilient? What would you attribute that to? My parents. Okay. Huge. Huge. 
I mean, as as far back as I can remember, my parents told me I could do anything I wanted to do. There... Except come home without you know, a, a graduate <laughs> Except come home without a, graduate, without that a graduate degree. A, even that was a statement that we believe in you, so get get on a path yeah. doing something. Yeah. You no, know, because you we know you can. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean don't, looking don't... looking back, I see that at the time I was like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, and ultimately, time, yes. yeah, it didn't feel good at the time. Oh, I had so many things going on, but ultimately, you know, I would not change anything about the path that I've been on. I am exactly where I should be. Um, things are going perfectly. I hate to say perfectly, but um, I, well, I don't, I, say I it could, very loud, I could, you know, because I don't want, perfectly. I don't want to, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? will come um, but, um, but, but I just, um, Things were going far better than I even could have imagined um, pre-pandemic. You know, when right. I when I made the decision to go do this at the end of October of 2019, I did not imagine I would literally be a full-time mediator. I thought right. it would be um, a slog and a process um, that would have to build yeah. over time. Yeah, and it's it's turned out not to be that. And, and some of that, and a lot of that's because of that hustle, that networking, you know, with, oh, with those God, women, yes. but, but it's, you're not just networking with them. You all are driving each other, supporting each other, encouraging each other as you network out beyond. And then yeah. you know, it's just kind of, you, you want to get that sort of funnel of kind of lots of people are hearing your name and coming and saying, Hey, I hear you're doing this. Mm -hmm. You're good. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. It's networking. Um, and, and listen, you know, it's funny. People are like, oh, you came out of nowhere. Listen, I have been working my behind off my <laughs> <Not> entire, <laughs> my entire life. Like <laughs> I have always been putting in more effort than, than anyone I know. Um, so, you know, the, the one hour of my day that people see, I mean, a lot, a lot went into it. Sure. Um, which I don't always recommend for people. So sometimes people are like, well, exactly what do you do during the day? I'm like, I could tell you, but it would make you sad. And <laughs> I wouldn't recommend actually doing these things, um, which is now, probably things, a different, yeah. uh, probably a different podcast. <laughs> right. Well, and, we, and you've been very generous with your time. We, we got started late. We've got a little bit late. I would ask, uh, is there anything you can say, Jared, that you do in terms of self-care, in terms of, Keeping that mindset, mm -hmm. keeping the, the sort of doubts and things or the haters, you know, whatever it is at bay. And also just, you know, you're a mom, you're an engaged mom. I've seen your kid on when we were on a phone call earlier, you know, you're, <laughs> and, and you've been schooling them at home, as a lot of us have been. Um, what do you do to sort of keep sanity and keep focus in the midst of all of that? Oh, man, um, I don't. <laughs> which everybody don't listen now sorry no i <laughs> know and um you know i just gave my second i just gave my second tedx talk okay. and it's really about that the title i think i think they'll stick with this title that i gave them um it's um confessions of a mom who has it all oh. and it's really about what my life actually looks like Okay. There's no, I don't have work-life balance. Um, I, I'm very honest about that. I overwork. Okay. Um, okay. It is not healthy. I am often very unhappy. 
Okay. What keeps me going is the result. I don't, I don't know how I have the stamina to do it. I really genuinely yeah. don't know how that happens. Um, but it's those wins that keep me moving. Okay. But on like your like day to day basis, I'm very much mired in all of the crap that I'm doing. It's not, most of it is not fun. No. Um, I'm inundated with more emails and correspondence than I can ever ever get through right um i was looking at emails today just so happened to be i saw one from like early may that i had just like never read like Gosh. just had never read it so <laughs> that's so depressing <laughs> i don't have, like listen i don't really have anything inspirational to say other uh -huh. than whatever it is your goal is what are you willing to sacrifice for it for yeah. me it has been sleep it has been a lot of the self-care that i should be doing i sacrifice sure. all of that right i do i do meditate i do work out um but those, those are, are th those are some things those count there's things that are very hard for me to do yeah. because well. i think of i don't know if this is because i was thinking about my life in in point one increments for so long but it's like, very hard for me to not think about time as money very sure. very I hard that. yeah so you know i try to take two hours a day to work out and i have to force myself to do it it does yeah. make me feel a lot better yeah. afterward but while it's happening i'm like i can't believe i'm doing this for two hours <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're gonna suffer later which is you know how i end up not reading my emails <laughs> right mean, right there's only one of me well, that's right. But but what I'm hearing there, though, is honestly, you give yourself a hard time. But when you say you actually make that time, that is some self-care, even if you might be you know, reading or listening to something that's going to make you a better yeah. mediator or a better parent or whatever. Um, you, you, you don't we have to multitask sometimes in that sense. We have to do th two things at once. Like I discovered I like cooking, you know, cooking mm -hmm. is a relaxing thing, partly because I can make a meal and get closure on something, which is nice as a oh, lawyer. Yeah. I get closure <laughs> and sense. people are happy at the end of it, which is not always <laughs> the case in mediation or a collaborative case. They're kind of like, okay, I'm relieved, but I really don't want to see you again. You know, um, <laughs> but I realized I can listen to a podcast while I'm doing that. And if right. I need to learn something about how to run my practice, I can listen to that. I can, I can, those are, those are things I can do at the same time. I'm, I'm trying, I'm a recovering awful multitasker and trying to, to, quit on, on, you know, quit even entertain the illusion that I can multitask well. And it's funny because <laughs> yes. I catch myself now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, no, this is not working. You know, mm -hmm. I got to be dialed into one thing, but it still happened. Um, but so, yeah, I, I really liked the, what I would underscore for our listeners is that commitment to, you know, what you're wanting to do and to trying to help make it happen. And yes, you are making sacrifices. And that is one, you know, my partner Mike would say, and I would, Probably have to agree, but I'm in this category too. Sleep is one thing that, that suffers. That I don't yeah. get as much. I actually got a Fitbit to start tracking, you know, sleep. Um, <laughs> I, I need watch. objective data because I can <laughs> lie to myself about, you know, oh, I got seven hours last night. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I didn't. And I can't keep doing this or else I know it'll happen. You're making time for some things. And even the choice, I would say, to align what you're doing with what you know you're passionate about and, and you know you're seeing results at and you're getting affirmation in, that is a rewarding aspect. 
there is there's something about that that is it's i mean you i will say this you have inspired and encouraged me this was kind of a lift that i needed because i've been sort of declaring more lately i'm a mediator i'm not a litigator and and there's part of times sometimes i'm self-conscious about what my litigator friends that i know i ran into one friday night at dinner you know guys still do construction litigation i used to do construction litigation i'm like not in that world doing that anymore and am i bad am i left i'm like no, oh, it's I'm so much better over here. About who I am <laughs> and how to deploy my skills as best possible. And some of that's education and some of that's mediation. Yeah. And in collaborative, when, the, when those come together, I've had um, that conference you came and spoke at was things coming together for me. Like I'm getting to teach and educate about being collaborative and mediation. I'm like, this is the Holy Grail. This yeah. is, and I worked my tail off to do that though. I, I stayed up did. some late nights. <laughs> For my part in it, I was joyful doing it because this is like my thing, my skill set. And and I love what people are taking away from it. They can do something different and yeah. and think, think differently, like thinking like a lawyer that we all get kind of, you know, uh, socialized or, or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. jumped into as a, as a, in law school, it's a lot more, it can be a more expansive thing just i can analyze and categorize and (laughs) have an argument for your every counter argument um i like the tools i use as a mediator and collaborative lawyer to think about hey i know this is what you want this is what they want and those aren't going to match up unless somebody does something different how can we think about this differently you know the, the creativity those aspects of it so you you've been an inspiration to me I believe that this podcast or however many episodes we could have will be an inspiration to, to our listeners. So I can't thank you enough uh, for being with us. I can thank talk you. to you for hours probably about this. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. And, and really, I, you know, part of what we like at the Thriving Large Podcast is we're not presenting people who are just one cookie cutter journey, one way of navigating the practice of law, because um, there, there isn't one. And right. we love hearing the different individual stories about how people make it work. Um, and, and you, you've, you've had some great blessings and challenges. That's, that's what we all experience over time. Um, sometimes it feels skewed to one or the other, maybe, um, but, yes, but over time, over time, that stuff's going to keep coming and going, but knowing kind of who you are. And, and the other thing I hope our people here is, is, you know, having people have your back, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. a mentor or a sponsor, like, like miles, what you've talked about, that's inspiring. Um, and. The, the networking and the book is hashtag network, right? Yes. Okay. So go get it. It's available on Amazon, right? Um, Amazon. It's an Amazon bestseller. Yes. yes. And, it's, <laughs> and it's fantastic. I've heard several of the women from it speak and they are machines on LinkedIn as well. Um, and so <laughs> we're honored that you've been with us. Uh, I hope I'll, I'll see you again soon. I've got actually several things I want to talk to you about and ask you about. They're totally okay. building off of this. Uh, I got some good <laughs> ideas, but uh, we'll, we'll end the podcast here. Uh, and thanks again, Winter Wheeler, for being with us. You can find her at the Miles Mediation and Arbitration website if you need them. And uh, thanks very much. And we'll see you next time on our podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Thriving Lawyers podcast. We love hearing from our loyal listeners. So please feel free to email us any questions, comments, suggested topics, or guest recommendations at the following address, feedback at thrivinglawyerspodcast.com. The Thriving Lawyers Podcast is brought to you by Real-Time Creative Learning Experiences, 
a national provider of continuing legal education and professional development programs that leave participants engaged, encouraged, and equipped to pursue meaningful and sustainable change in their practices, their lives, and the organizations they work in. And by Osborne Conflict Resolution, your experienced guides through the uncharted terrain of business and family law disputes based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Thriving Lawyers Podcast.